And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. And today we are talking about uh, that sci-fi show in space. What's it called? It's uh, expansive, I think. Oh, The Expanse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I just say that this Thursday was just amazing for TV? Oh, my God. TV, streaming, life. Oh, just, so good. Yeah, just streaming. Because, I mean, we had this episode, which was just like, Oh my God! Seriously, <laughs> amazing. We had the yeah. stand, which we're going to talk about in a bit in another podcast. It was really good, and then a show that we don't talk about, <laughs> but I I watched Discovery. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that was so great, and I'm glad you actually convinced me to watch it again. <laughs> so, oh, you, I'm glad you went for it. Honestly, it, I think season three is the best season. If they could have done it, if they could have just started at season three, I think I would have been good, but. No, we needed the setup of season one, and I enjoyed season two as well. I did like season two. I, season one had issues with me, but... But it had good stuff. It did, but at least they finally got away from having all the races talk in their language. And Anyhow, we need to talk about the one that doesn't have aliens. Well, it has a protomolecule in it. I mean, they, they're technically aliens. Yeah, they are. So we will jump into that. <laughs> Yes, we will. Um, but before we get there, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at jindev. You can find him on Instagram. He's Ramblin' Brad. And Brad, um, what can they find on Facebook? Uh, we have the Brandon Court Talk uh, Facebook group, and there's actually a, another group out there about how to survive an asteroid impact, I think. Oh, that's supremely necessary, especially given this episode of The Expanse and a couple of movies I've been watching lately. Yeah. The Apocalypse. Who would have thought? 2020, really? Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It does. What month is it? Well, it's <laughs> December. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost there, y'all. We're almost there. Yeah, 2021 can be a lot better, or it can't. I don't know. Ah, so would, Brad, okay. if we're not tempting fate. All right. No, okay. No arcs <laughs> coming to get us or anything. Gotcha. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be an improvement. <laughs> um, I, oh, I don't want to sidetrack into it, but I started watching uh, Raised by Wolves. Oh, God, yes. So there's a whole arc thing there that didn't go as planned either, but you know. Always. So, yeah. Okay. What about this episode? All right. So, this was episode 504, Galgomela. Um, well, we had a lot of crazy things happen in this episode. Um, Fred was betrayed, as we kind of expected, but it wasn't exactly at all what I expected. Um, we had Gal figuring out that she should have listened to Avasarala, but uh, it's a little too late. Amos uh, meets up with an old friend. I, I didn't recognize her, did you? No, I did not. Okay. And, of course, uh, we had Bobby and Alex uh, still trying to figure out what was going on with the uh, the Martian army. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the title of this episode refers to a, a battle of Alexander the Great's conquest of the Persian Empire in uh-huh. um, 331 B.C., 
And like that, the Belters were commanded by Marco with a small number of people, but their tactics like totally decimated the enemy. And yeah, they, those asteroids, man, we've been watching those for episodes now waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And I just thought somehow uh, Chrissy would be able to save the day like way, way before she did. Mm -hmm. And, but that's because like people weren't listening to her even before, like they figured out like how to get the fixed in. Like uh, Giles' entire staff, they were ignoring um, Delgado and Chrissy. Yeah, she was totally I blackballed. Lo- yeah, I loved her the way that she got around that. Uh, she contacted Chef Casey on UN One. <laughs> like that was very smart. It was the correct way to do it too, because that that would let him get the information to um, her, because no one else was going to do it. They were all just cutting her off. Yeah, and it looked like they were ready to cut her off again, but Gal was like, nah, uh, may, we may as well. Right. I'm surprised that nobody else like thought of this. Well, but I you have Earth defenses. Well, I think they just thought it was like a one-off. So they had the one asteroid it hit, and okay, that was a one-off, and it just got through somehow. There was a glitch. We got hacked, all this stuff. But in the last moment, she was able to get through to her, and mm-hmm. that was enough to say... You need to retask the watchtower or the night, whatever that thing was. Yeah. To look for it. And as soon as she, you know, does that, it's like retask everything. And then we see it in the other asteroid hit. Yeah. And I was worried that, um, like, when she gave that instruction to take care of business, like, and then the asteroid hit, I thought, oh, God, no, it happened too fast for them to put everything in place. But apparently it didn't. So, like, that was good. Right. So, but so Nancy Gal, I mean, you got to love the fact that she is like, I totally get what you're saying, and why didn't anybody bring this to me earlier? <laughs> you, you know that talk was going to happen at some point in time, but it's not going to happen now because I don't yeah. have a, uh, a strong hope that she's going to live through this crash. Oh, gal? Yeah. No, dude, she's done. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, I don't no strong hopes that they survived any of that stuff. Yeah, because they were talking about the, um, the line of succession, and I'm like, is Chrissy in charge again? <laughs> That's a good question, too. I mean, who ends up in charge? Is it going to be like the uh, Secretary of Education or something like that that gets it? I mean, the Secretary of Education, I'm sure, would make a great president. Yeah. Look at look at Battlestar. It worked out good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so say we all. So staying on Earth, we had Amos go to... Uh, prison, basically. Yeah, Chesapeake uh, Penitentiary, but it's like super high tech, of course. And they want yes or no answers. Dude is not humored by yeah. <laughs> and that was an interesting fact. Is this is what he called in on Chrissy that he wanted, you know, a favor, and then he was leaving Earth. Mm-hmm. So he goes down, way down in this jail which holds everybody who has mods, body modifications. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing that we really haven't seen on the show. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how some of the people could have them taken out and they could be, you know, go to another spot. But they had the one guy who was all buffed up and who's going to come in handy in like the next episode. I, I swear he is. So, yeah, that one guy, he's going to come in handy on the next episode, I think, or he's going to be a problem child, one of the two. But since they're trapped down below, I think he's going to, his strength is going to come in handy. Oh, for sure. So now Amos uh, goes and sees uh, Peaches, Clarissa. 
Yes, that is Clarissa Mao. Um, if you remember Julie Mao, our uh, character, they were looking for throughout the first season. Um, that is her older sister. We actually met Clar- Clarissa back in season three. Like that's where she became acquainted with mm-hmm. Amos. Like she was kind, of, she was badass and had some issues, which of course landed her where she is right now. Right. But we don't really know what her body modification thing is. We, I think I'm very certain that we learned it back in season three, but I'm a little fuzzy on like the specifics, but I know <laughs> that it's going to come in handy yeah. with getting famous off planet and maybe her too. That would be great. Yeah. Whatever it is, it'll eventually come out. I'm not really sure. I was trying to find out what it was. And I, I, if we, if we heard about it in the previous season, I just totally forgot at some point, but I think it'll be interesting. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, because I was trying to figure it out, too. I, whatever it is, it's causing her a lot of pain. Right. And I know she said that she can't have it removed. Um, and of course, that's why she's in Chesapeake. Right. Yeah, because she has illegal implants and augmentations, which can't be removed from her body. I was looking this up online, and I'm, like, really not finding exactly what it is. So, yeah. Uh, it does say, actually, after the decades, the implants are slowly killing her, which explains why she was on all the painkillers and everything else yeah so hmm. i guess we'll find out more on that later i don't know but yeah things aren't good there as soon as you know that asteroid hits and cracks the ceiling when he's way down below the ground that's not going to be hand, uh, a good time had by anybody so we got bobby and alex are out there on the razorback hold on did you notice the name change of that I did. <laughs> yeah, the Screaming Firehawks, and they did that in honor of their fans. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I like the way that started out. I was like, hold on. Oh, nice. Sweet. That's pretty awesome. Now, they're following the Navy, I believe it was, uh, who's going to buy stuff. And Bobby just pretty much makes it clear that, you know, all they're doing right now with all the stuff that's happening is as the Martians are selling the tech and all that, it's like, they're just basically building a coffin for a dying planet mm-hmm. because everybody wants to leave and go through the ring and go to another world. I mean, we saw the fact that that happened, you know, as um, Alex saw last week, you know, everything was for sale. I mean, going out of business sales were everywhere but we didn't really get as big of an impact with what happened on Mars also because Parliament in Mars was hit by an asteroid as well. So it just wasn't Earth. It was Earth and Mars. Hit by yeah, because, yeah, because Mar- when Marco was aiming the asteroids uh, towards Earth, it's not like he can aim it exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he knew exactly where he was going because he had it all planned out, but... His- well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like specifically aiming. Okay, we're going to aim this at towards whatever the United States was, or at Philadelphia, because I think they said Philadelphia was one of the places where it hit. You know, I disagree with that. I bet they can. I, I bet he was had the ability to do it that way. I'm going to pick an impact spot. It's going to go here. It's all planned out on a rotation, and I think that's you know we saw. For whatever reason, he always tech the United States. <laughs> I mean, it took out Philadelphia and New York, and 
that last one that was coming down that they managed to shoot down was looked like it was going towards like San Diego or the West mm-hmm. Coast, which yeah, it's taking everybody out there. And this was his whole Marco's whole plan. I mean, first we started on Tycho Station, taking over and uh, taking out Fred when they attacked it. They attacked the station and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you. I did not see Fred getting killed off. No, like I did not see him getting killed off. And as we talked last week, uh, you know that I suspected Bull of being like the mole. Uh-huh. I did not expect Sakai to be the one. I did not either. I thought for sure she was going to become the new pilot of the Rosinati. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was a whole weird thing that happened there that I was not prepared for whatsoever. Um, yeah. They attacked it, and Fred's dead, and they got the protomile kill. kill. Mm-hmm. Really cool robot. He hit thing. it under his bed. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of course, you know, why not? The whole entire thing was interesting, but the whole fact that they did all this work on the Rosinante before all this happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be hold and want to go jump in it and go for a run. Because you can't trust anything that was done to the ship. True. Based on who was working on it. You know, it's like a the whole entire thing could just blow up at any minute. True. Or maybe they did a good job. I have no idea. But I mean, I feel like she was really good at her job. Right. <laughs> but also a traitor. But if she knew all this was going down, why would they fix up the best, like, well, not the best ship, but one of the great ships out there, unless they were, were planning on stealing it. I mean, the Rosinante is a gunship, after all. Yeah. So. I mean, you make very good points. Right. So, maybe uh, Holden better make sure that he does some kind of sweep. Exactly. He needs to do something. Yeah. So, on Marco's ship, we got Naomi. She's sitting there. Uh, she's being held against her will. Her son... Uh, Philip. Yeah, we find out that he was instrumental in this whole entire thing as well. She finds out that you're killing millions of people, which wasn't really happy about. Mm-hmm. And she has to, you know, listen to Marco give his speech about the Free Navy and how now the inners need to respect the belters because now the belters have everything they've shown what they can do i it that's a whole big thing right there because they're basically i mean they're separating themselves from the earthers from the earth from the inners and taking control of the ring and doing everything else and for you know all that time the inners had basically made the belters do all the grunt work and they had the worst conditions and everybody died mm-hmm. off. And now they've risen up against it. I it, It's one of those weird things where like, okay, I can see it from their point of view, but then again, yeah. they're also killing millions of people and they're not... I It's hard. It's one of those... Yeah. It's a like you understand bad, You understand the message, but not the method. Right. And I yeah. can understand how the Belters could totally get behind that because now they're not being controlled by everybody. But Right. And it's not all Belters. Like, this is Marco and, like, his group. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, he's totally taken over as the whole thing, uh, as, as the leader of the pack, and made himself the the leader of the Belters. But right, I, that also makes him like really dangerous as well. Oh God, yeah, because they're just they don't have any problem about killing everybody. So right, because he had he has this, he has the Martian tech, and now he has the proto molecule. Yeah, he's got everything they need. So the OPA is you know ready to go. But, but you know what they also have? They have our badass Naomi on their ship. So she is going to somehow save the day. Uh, she's going to do something. What it is, you have no idea, but it's, yeah. I I find it interesting also how this is going to work out now that Bobby knows that the Martians were supplying the weapons to the Free Navy. Mm-hmm. And how that's going to come down. Because... You know, the Martian military was the strongest in the system, and now Marcos has pretty much everything that they had and yeah. a whole bunch of loyal followers and everything else, and he's got the ship, so he's going to town there. Uh, yeah. They definitely had the ring, so. The Free Navy is the is the, is the one to hand up for. I'm curious to see how it works out. What happens to Tycho Station? Everything else. I don't know. Yeah, who takes over Tycho Station? Is that Holden just going to take it over? I don't think so, but maybe the uh, I had no idea what's going to go on there. It would be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, yeah, wow. That was it. It was an epic episode. I loved it. It was very good. It was very moving. There's a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, hmm. yeah. Like I just I'd started taking notes when when it when it first came on, but like it sucked me right in. Like I made a couple of notes here and there, but nothing like what I usually do. Right. Yeah. Wow. I was just glued, just taking. Yeah. It. Okay, you got anything else on this one? No, just I'm. I'm still wondering like how things will play out with Naomi and her son. Like now that she sees, like he's very much in his father's image. Right. Like she was. She was. She was very disgusted with him and like his involvement and just like the things that he he put in play to kind of please his father. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm very curious how how our group is still going to come back together. <laughs> They're all very far apart right now. Right, and I'm kind of worried about Amos there, who's stuck in the uh, underground. Yeah, and I'm worried about about Naomi. She's on the enemy ship, so if anybody comes after him, like they like she could get hurt. Right. Yep. Oh. And I'm curious if Chrissy goes back in to become a leader again. <laughs> She has to. Like, she has to take the reins. I was actually expecting her to give an epic um, Adama speech. <laughs> right. Well, um, we haven't seen it yet. Well, we so. also got the issue where she was trying to contact her husband and he wouldn't answer. Yeah, like, I'm like, is in, that because he's not talking to you or is he? Is, did something happen to him? He was in one of the radius zones for an asteroid hit. So right. that was part of the right. thing. Yeah. So we will see. Yeah, it's epic. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Well, if you haven't already, go on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of your older podcasts uh, for Van Helsing, Winona Earp, good things to binge while you're stuck at home. Uh, 12 Monkeys, a great pandemic show. Always Mm -hmm. great to watch. And The Stand, too, because we're talking about that one. And there are also a lot of awesome writers there putting out some amazing work. If you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, make sure you drop them below. You can, again, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. You can track down Brad on his uh, Instagram page where you can see a lot of awesome things or send us an email. 
Yep, you can do that, definitely. Uh, yeah, check out my Instagram. You can see my Gryffindor plaque that I made. That's really cool. Kind of epic. <laughs> she was very happy when when the person who got it got it. She was like, yeah. Really? Yeah, extremely. So cool. It was like a huge smile. It was like, awesome. So Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to need you to do the Hufflepuff next. Oh, I'm working on it. I'll do it. Okay. All right, then. Well, until next time. Okay. Um, so until next time, maybe keep an eye on this guy. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.